0: Thanks for joining us. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Welcome to our digital infrastructure to support the evolving care delivery model briefing campaign. This is being done in partnership with VMware and I'm excited to get to our topic today, development in end user computing. We're joined by Cameron Llewellyn, Director, Healthcare ISVs and Alliance Partners at VMware. This podcast series is gonna culminate with an excellent webinar panel discussion, and we're gonna have experts talking about enterprise cloud, cloud native workforce, and the ecosystem that brings that all together. That's gonna be on Thursday, October 13th from one to 2 p.m. Eastern time. You can get more information on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Webinars are always in the top right hand corner. You can check out more information in, in the description box below. You can find the registration and to learn more about the upcoming webinar. We want to thank our sponsor, once again, VMware, for making this content possible and helping us deliver on our mission of developing the next generation of health leaders. Now, onto to the show. All right, we're joined by Cameron Llewellyn, Director, Healthcare Highest Fees and Alliance Partners at VMware. And today, we're going to talk about developments in end-user computing. Cameron, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Enjoy it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. But before we get there, a little little personal note here. So you were the AirWatch DJ. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: AirWatch before it was acquired by VMware used to have a global conference in Atlanta where we would host, again, all of our partners and customers in a couple of venues. And I would do the performance, if you will, in the background, providing music that in most cases made people not notice. But when they did, I could get them to dance. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. I'm sorry, every now
0: and then I gotta throw out the personal stuff and you'll be surprised because somebody will reach out to you and go, I didn't know you did that. That's no, that's a lot of fun. End user computing. This is an environment that is near and dear to my heart. When I came into St. Joe's, we had a we had a mess, actually. And one of the things that the physicians wanted me to do was to clean up the end user computing environment. And and everything we're gonna talk about today is is really tied to. The clinicians' experience, and it's uh, the frontline staff. I mean, you have the the doctors, the nurses, and many others rely on that on that environment. How has our approach to end user compute changed over, say, the last five years? You're gonna, you're probably gonna talk about the pandemic, aren't you?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I'll try not to. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I, you have to. It, it, it was the biggest event, right? It it was. And it did sort of uncover again, a need for flexibility, right? That flexibility that really corresponded to the rise of all the various endpoints that people were now trying to use to connect into their work environments, right? Many of which may have been laptops that they had had at home and only used for streaming Netflix. And now you needed to be able to have that access core information, right? But at a secure way. So as that sort of rise of various endpoints, has offered new efficiency and new different delivery care models. The data itself is really what we're concerned with because it's now outside the four walls of the hospital and we want to be able to make sure that we can understand how to take care of that for care, continuity, for control, and of course, the quality of the interactions.
0: Was really interesting early on in the pandemic, everybody was sending people home and it happened over like a two month timeframe. And then you had constraints on new computers. Right. And so, so people were being asked, "Okay, hey, if you can stand up one of your home computers to do this, that would be great." I, at least until we can acquire some systems. And I, I heard some some interesting stories. It's like, "Hey, last night this computer was playing Fortnite, and today it's connected to the the enterprise, the the data center, and we're we're doing work on it." That kind of environment was was kind of scary. But again, the health systems that had a good framework for end-user computing and were able to spin that up, I mean, you did have to add some things into, into the data center. But from a scale standpoint, if you had that infrastructure in place, you scaled that up, you were able to get to 15, 20,000 end-users working from their homes almost, almost seamlessly. And it was amazing how quickly we were able to stand that up.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about the digital foundation in one of the previous episodes, and really this goes back to that, right? If you have a bifurcated environment, one that's really sort of set up just for personal and one that's sort of set up for work, then the fact that my son should probably just forget about college and play Fortnite the rest of his life is not a problem. Now, that being said, it's it's suboptimal, right? We would rather you be on a work-dedicated endpoint simply because of the fact that we obviously know more about that endpoint. But that flexibility is one of the things that people that had already purchased Workspace One were able to take advantage of. But we also saw sort of new adopters of Workspace One. And in that case, we would work with like a partner, in some cases Dell or maybe like a WWT, just to kind of call it some specifics, where we would essentially kit those and you would get them, Bill, you would open it up, you would put in your credentials and now, hey, boom, that's everything that you need. And that's a long ways away for maybe when you went into the the health system and were asked to sort of update things and had to take each individual unit to to update or had to make sure it was connected to a particular network or had to consider the length of time it was going to take to update because of the fact that you wouldn't be able to do normal workloads on them. So understanding that the top considerations really were sort of those suboptimal experiences, the fragmentation of security. And then reducing that operational complexity, that's at the core of what we really try to do for EUC. For our clinical environments, it was so important for
0: us, the security aspect of it and the privacy aspect was so important. And one of the things I liked about having a really good, solid virtual infrastructure around end user compute was the data never left the data center. Mm -hmm. So it 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 was one of those things where we could really track things, but we could also scale it up really rapidly. And when we had business associates come in and say, hey, we need, we need you to give us your data. We would look at them and say, well, you're not gonna get our data, but we're gonna give you access to our data. And we were yeah. able to stand them up in a secure way. They were actually functioning from within our, our data center, utilizing, in a lot of cases, utilizing our tools that were available. So talk about the experience. I guess we could talk administrative, but I'd like to focus right now on clinicians. When we send clinicians to their home early on in the pandemic, what does that look like? How were we able to create the experience that they were looking to mirror? I mean, a lot of these people for the first time had to stand up virtual care. They had to access systems, maybe even some PAC systems and the EHR remotely. How do we ensure a good experience when they moved to a, a, essentially a new location of care?
1: Right. So the first thing is that I wanted to just call out that they're people, right? And some of them had the same kinds of fears that the rest of us had. And so it really was about care, but it also was about, like you said, their experience and how it made them feel. I, I didn't want to be embarrassed if I was going home, I need to access a PAC system and I don't even have a laptop, right? So the first thing was trying to understand what was their level of connectivity and, and sort of what was their sort of understanding of how to access things. Could we could we replicate the sort of in office feeling, if you will, for lack of a better phrase, at home? And so we we started to look at first what the devices were that they had. What devices could we provide? What access did they need? It's very important. You just admit and mentioned workers that were coming in wanted access to the data. Look, we we can put different levels of security protocols around the data. Not everything gets to be single sign on. So you can just go in and have access to it. Putting those different levels also made people at home feel more more comfortable as well. But on top of that, we had to also look at the network too, right? So one of the things that we started to do with SD-WAN is actually shipping boxes to people's homes and having it sort of pre-configured so that when they plugged it in, now you're gonna be able to use whatever the best network is that's available. So that's kind of a two-part question there, right? Because one was the the level of connectivity based on population density and what was in your area. And then two was the access to information that you actually needed and really sort of curating an experience that really overall led to a better clinician outcome. So I'm gonna
0: ask the question, which is the elephant in the room. I didn't prep you on this, but I'm just gonna ask it, which is essentially no matter what happens, you're gonna have two environments in the health system, right? So a lot of health systems have Citrix And then every health system has VMware. Now they'll have VMware in the data center and they may not have a VMware end user compute environment. A lot of them have a Citrix environment because leading EHR provider really drove people towards it. And I guess my question is, as we move forward, what's the benefits? What's the differentiator for a VMware environment And We've been talking a lot about the architecture and the infrastructure and a single modern platform. Is that the primary differentiator of getting to a single modern platform instead of a really a siloed system over here and the rest of your environment? Is that one modern
1: platform? So interesting question. I want to be very careful how I answer it, right? The evolution of healthcare is tied to the level of care. And so as an EHR, you have a certain... Uh, entitlement, right? Because you are helping to deliver those outcomes. So if a separate environment is really what's optimal for the patient, we want to support that. That would be really what you consider like a surround strategy. There are displacement strategies, but what's more important to us at VMware, instead of just earning your business, is to make sure that we're enhancing essentially that, that experience and that outcome. And to your point, right? There are a bunch more applications outside of that one EMR, and that does contribute overall sort of to your culture and then again to your your IT protocols, right? So to answer that in a way that that's uh, familiar and yet not particularly demeaning, I think that the EHRs are going to be forced to evolve, and I think that could be seen in some of the ways that they are architecting their newer solutions. I think that the surround nature of the system will eventually give way, I think, to more native outcomes and more sort of unified one system, if you will. But until then, it's not as important to me for us to be the uh, one elephant in the room in terms of the platform that you use, as long as we are providing an outcome that is superior to some of the other providers who say serve up that EHR. Was that as uh, as diplomatic as I hope that it sounded? No, actually,
0: I, I I like the answer because it does recognize the importance of delivering for the patient, does recognize the importance of the experience for the uh, clinician, but it also highlights the benefits and it's also forward-leaning, right? So this conversation of end-user computing isn't about what was in there last year or the year before. As you pointed out, this is changing as we speak, this is changing. And so when we look, Three years out, five years out, this is going to continue to evolve, and I think it's important to have a partner that has a history, a track record of evolving their their infrastructure and applications with an enterprise view towards it. So, I, I really appreciate you answering the question. I just imagined everyone listening to this is going to say, "But I have this environment and this environment.
1: What do you expect me to do?" And I think you've painted the right the right picture, Cameron. I'll give you one, one other sort of point on that, if, if I will. So when we think about the aggregation, if you will, of applications, right? When my mom was asking exactly works, what, what Workspace ONE did, I got my phone out and I showed her how I could access things like my 401k, my healthcare. And I, it, that didn't tell her anything about my job per se, but it did about the product and overall how it made me feel as an employee. And for any IT system that's really looking at that and concerned about, hey, well, I've got this and that and this and that. Look, we want to look at your legacy devices. We want to get in there and, and figure out how many you've got and what if, which ones we can kind of get rid of and update and modernize. One of the biggest things that's taking place right now that still boggles people's minds is getting away from the fact that we're still using pagers. We're still using faxes. Or we're still using landline phones. As we update those to iPhones, those iPhones are going to give you a certain level of connectivity that's going to lead to all kinds of accelerated outcomes. And so yes, separate systems are are going to be something that I think we continue to see for a while, but uh, modern EHR providers are trying to extend that in a way that is going to resemble more sort of the consumerization that we're we're used to outside of the hospital. Fantastic. Cameron, thanks for the discussion. Love it.
0: The uh, next time we get together, We're going to be talking multi-cloud, which is another reality for healthcare these days. Cameron, thanks for your time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. What a great discussion. Love talking to Cameron. Fantastic insights into the industry and what's going on. I want to thank our sponsor for today, VMware, for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Don't forget that this whole series of podcasts ends with a great webinar. We have healthcare leaders from several health systems coming together, experts from VMware, and we're going to hear about multi-cloud solutions, enterprise cloud, cloud native, workforce, and obviously the ecosystem that brings that all together. You can get more information on our website, thisweekhealth.com, top right-hand corner is where our webinars are. You can also get more information in the description box below. Love to have you join us. Please register again. Thursday, October 13th, from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.